and welcome to How About Them Huskers. My name is Will Noda Francesco, and I am joined, as always, by my grandpa, Husker Dan, from Husker Max, in the beautiful city of Omaha, Nebraska. Grandpa, how are you doing on this fine Super Bowl Sunday here, uh, February 12th, episode number 53, I believe? I'll have to double-check that, but anyway, how are you doing, Grandpa? I'm doing great. I, it is, it is a, an exciting day because of... I have a trivia question too uh, that we want, might want to get into a little bit later, but yeah, today's Super Bowl Sunday, and it's uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm a Chiefs fan, so I want them to win. Um, you and I talked about this last week, or maybe we can talk about more at the end of the broadcast. But uh, yeah, I I I just love to learn not to bet against uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's I. I just want it to be a good game. I don't really care yeah. too much about. Uh, I you you care more about this game than I do, and you're like a, you're a Chiefs yeah. fan. So it's like you're not like an avid Chiefs fan. It's not you're a Nebraska fan first. We both are obviously. Yeah, right. Um. So there's there's that, but um. I, I don't really care about this game too much. It's just football at the highest level. The two best teams in yeah. the league that they have been for the entire year. So we'll see. But um. Yeah, and I, I did double check. It is episode fifty three, which is kind of mind blowing. We've been doing this for over a year, mm-hmm. and uh, our first guest was Jordan Westerkamp. Yeah, and we'll talk about this a little bit more at the end. But he's coming on next week. We got that confirmed finally, so he's going to be back for. He's our first second interview uh, <laughs> in podcast history, I guess you could say. Um, so he's going to be on next week. We're really excited for that. I uh, hope you guys are as well. Definitely great, tune in. He was a great guest. We had a great time with him. He was. And I'd never met him, still haven't met him other than just on, on the uh, podcast. But uh, yeah, we're going to do, I, I think what we should do is ask uh, fans and readers and listeners to, you know, if they could ask him a question, what, what might it be? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, if you want to send in questions and stuff, you can send those in to, to grandpa at huskerdan at uh, cox.net. Or you can send those into our podcast email that we have, hbthpodcast at protonmail.com. Um, either of those two spots, we will have a question for him from you guys. We'll mention your name um, if you want to put where you're from in that. Sure. Um, we, we'd, love to, we'd love to hear where you guys are from and, and that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, we'll, we, can, we can mention that to him. And uh, if we get any of those questions uh, sent in, we'll definitely ask him those next week. And Because uh, I know, we, I know the, the first kind of round of interviews, we had during last offseason we had kind of just started so we didn't have a lot of questions so we'd love to get your guys input and on on these on some of these questions because we're fine at coming up with questions but <laughs> now it's like oh okay well this is the second time having it on so it's like okay it feels more of like a part of the show so we hope you guys enjoy i, I mean we we know you guys enjoyed the first one we hope you enjoy the second one even more uh, maybe we'll bring in some new stories or whatever but uh, anyway um Let's move on to uh, well. Any other housekeeping stuff you want to take care of, no, Grandpa? Before I think right. the top story. This uh, wouldn't you agree? Is is uh, oh yeah, Husker men's basketball yesterday. You want to talk about that? Definitely, definitely. This was um, for as much as we've kind of uh, cut the the men's basketball team slack, and then kind of just talked about how disappointed we are not in them, but just the situation and what ended up happening with all their injuries this year. They came from behind yesterday in 17-point second-half deficit, the largest in Pinnacle Bank Arena history, uh, and the most since 2013, to beat Wisconsin 20, or sorry, 73-63 in overtime. Um, 
they just never gave up. It was it, it was amazing. Nebraska was down. I, I was I was working yesterday and I checked the score, uh, maybe beginning of second half, and they were down by fifteen or so, something like that. Seventeen, I forget what it was exactly. Anyway, um, and I was just like, oh, okay, this game's kind of over, and I didn't really check the score. And then I got the ESPN notification on my phone that Nebraska had won. <laughs> and you know how Nebraska and Wisconsin, they're basically the same color scheme. I was like, oh, okay, this is like, because when it showed up, I was like, oh, the Wisconsin won because I just saw the color and score. Yeah. And I didn't really read the text. And and then it was like, oh, uh, Nebraska actually won this game. And it, I was blown away because uh, this team has now, this is this team is now, this is kind of ironic, but this Nebraska team that has all these injuries is Fred Hoiberg's winningest team that he's had at Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> so, and his son played really well yesterday. Sam Hoiberg played really well. He knocked on a few threes. Um, Sam, or what is it? His kid's name is Sam, right? Yeah. Is, okay, cool. I want to, cause I know Sam Griesel is also, uh, he was our leading scorer uh, last night. Uh, well, I guess it was during the afternoon. So yesterday um, against Wisconsin, but um, anyway, uh, and then what made it a little bit sweeter, Chucky Hepburn is Wisconsin's best player. Uh, he went to Bellevue West in Nebraska. He's a graduate of Bellevue West, and now he's a, I believe he's their point guard or just a shooting guard, I forget, for Wisconsin. Uh, they, they were in the tournament last year. He played pretty well. Uh, he missed a long three at the buzzer to win it, uh, and then Nebraska shut out Wisconsin effectively in overtime. They outscored him 8-2 to two in, in overtime and ended up winning that game. Um, by 10. So that was, I mean, it's just crazy. You just have some free throws down the stretch. Yeah, because it, they won by 10. So eight to two is just from open play, not the, not, not counting the free throws. Um, and then we had a couple Huskers in double, or not a couple, I should say four. We had uh, two couples of <laughs> Nebraska players in double digits. Uh, Tominga had 22, Derek Walker had 18, Sam Grizzle, I mentioned, had 15, and Jamarcus Lawrence had 11. Uh, that's what you need to come 11. back down 17. He had 11 re- – oh, yeah, excuse me. No, that's right. Yeah, I, I was getting ahead of myself there. That Blaze – I don't know, Keita, Keita. I don't know how you pronounce his name. Yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> he, got, uh, he got the game ball, and he had 11 rebounds. Dang. And he had two points, but he was – he that kid was – they couldn't take him out of the game because he was he was playing so well. But, yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm sorry I missed up with Jamarcus, yes. Uh, so he had four Huskers in double digits. That's pretty cool. Yeah, cool. and I mean, that's what you need to come back from down 17. You need guys to step up, uh, and uh, tominga has been stepping up the entire year. He was kind of been – he kind of was the uh, – I, I don't know. If you had to pick like a third or fourth best player, he's around that conversation. Probably him or and Derek Walker are around there just for how consistent they've been um, usually. Uh, and Nebraska's now 12-4 and four on the on the year, 5-10 and 10 in conference. So – about a 500 record. Nah, that, yeah, about a 500 record in, in both sides of that. Ah, that's not true. I'm not in the conference side. But anyway, about about a 500 record. So that's way better than I think you and I thought would happen. Now they still have seven or so games left and not looking too hot from, from there on out. So we'll see how it ends up. But still, this 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 win shows a lot about the character of these these men that are playing for Nebraska, my guess you'll get most of them returning next year because uh, when you play for a team like Nebraska, you're not going to really find yourself in a high draft position if you're be, just because Nebraska doesn't do a lot. So, I, I guess I guess you and I have been talking about this. 
does this win or is he going to keep his job? Is Fred Hoiberg going to keep his job this year? I don't know. I think this win helps him a lot. Yeah. And just to show that he can still have that fight, he can still beat these teams when he doesn't have guys. I think if he has some guys, Nebraska's record maybe is 15 and 13, something like that. They're probably a little bit better in conference. But uh, it's, as we've, as we've said, it's just kind of disappointing to see and, and, and really unfortunate, really, because we know this team can be better. We've seen this team be better. They beat a good Creighton team, a Creighton team that's now probably going to be ranked in this, inside the top 20 after they squeaked out a win against number 21 Connecticut yesterday as well. Um I mean, it's it is what it is. But this team, this team had, a, this team had a spark uh, at the beginning of the year, and then it just unfortunately was crushed because of season-ending injuries, which you usually you you don't often see. You get two of those to two key players on your team. That's right. not usually how that works. So right. just really unlucky for Nebraska. But hopefully next year you retain most of this talent, and then you can kind of continue forward with that, and hopefully it works out better. Uh, it feels weird to be talking about next year, but I feel like the season's already a wash in my mind. Um, yeah. And that's why I think Fred Hoiberg is going to keep his job at least through next year, just because of the injuries and that it feels like a wash already because there's so many things that he was not able to control that happened and ended up not working out in his favor. And I, I hope that Trev sees that, as I've said before. I think he does. He's a smart guy um, from, from all the decisions he's made so far. I can, I can At least from what I can tell, he's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. He's been around these athletic programs before. So I, I assume he can see through this and understand where Fred's coming from and, and, and what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, that's nothing we can do at this point. And I think Fred is – you know that they won yesterday with the loss of you know, their two two of their best players, uh, best perimeter defenders. Is I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you use you know paper clips and Elmer's glue all and whatever else. You just yeah. <laughs> I mean I don't I don't know how he did that. I think that was a you know in Wisconsin this isn't a good Wisconsin team. It's a good it's a it's a good team, but it's not a great team. This is not. This is not, um, you know, uh, a, a, a great opponent that Nebraska beat yesterday, but they had to do it. They won at home. The crowd was incredible. They oh, were, yeah. They would not let Nebraska lose. That was, man, the crowd. I'd give them a boost for that um, for that uh, win, or at least an assist, I should say. That was, yeah. that was fantastic. I, I was all set to turn the dang game off. It was just like, well, they're going to get creamed again, and – I got other stuff to do. And then they started to cut into that. And then it's like, well, oh, maybe they have a chance here. Yeah. Uh, it was exciting. Yeah, definitely. And as soon as that table kind of shit, as soon as the balance of the game kind of shifted, it never really went back in Wisconsin's right. favor. As soon as Nebraska started coming back, Wisconsin was really just done in, 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 in that game and ended up, I mean, Nebraska ends up winning by 10. So, uh, and uh, that game, I, I don't know if Nebraska, I mean, Nebraska definitely deserved to win that game, but like the 10 point deficit in overtime is going to look like it, you kind of dominate, but you still have that second half deficit come back and Nebraska definitely yeah. deserved to win that game by, by about that much. So I think Nebraska's uh, hit their last 11 free, free throws. I think that's, I think I read that. Yeah. And that's, and, I mean, and, and Nebraska is a terrible free throwing free sh- Free throw shooting team. They're ter- it's hard to say. <laughs> that is, they're they're terrible, and uh, and then it, they just knocked down eleven in a row. It was that was great. 
Yeah, and and I remember a few weeks ago we were talking. They lost to Penn State by eleven, and they missed eleven free throws. Well, they yeah. made up for those eleven, but <laughs> they ended up winning by ten. So <laughs> it is what it is. Um, and the, uh, anything else you got to say about the men's platoon no. before we move on to the women's team? Let's go. All on right, hoops. So the women's team last week they had two games they split last week they went one and one they beat Northwestern earlier that week seventy eight to sixty six and then lost at home to Illinois seventy two sixty four they just keep shooting themselves in the foot which is a problem that I don't want to see because Nebraska is one of those bubble teams right now for the tournament and it doesn't help your like repertoire I, it doesn't help your image resume. I guess is what I meant. Resume. Yeah, resume, thank you, um, of uh, getting into the tournament. It doesn't help. It doesn't make your view of the um, – your view in the eyes of the, like, NCA, the selection committee for that tournament when it comes to at-large bids. It doesn't make your team look better if you're creating having all these stupid errors. And Nebraska, they had 26 turnovers against Michigan State. And then twenty four against Northwestern. That's inexcusable. They, but they won against, both games. They won. I know. Both That's the Which crazy is, part about it. Exactly. But you yeah. got to get that fixed. You're not going to win games in the NCAA tournament by having 25 turnovers on average, which is, that is insanity. Yeah. Um, and you, they, I, I know that they're going to get that fixed soon at some point. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know timeline, but anyway, they need to get that fixed soon. I, yeah. sh- I should have said that, but um, they, and then they lost to Michigan today, uh, number 19, right? Michigan 80 to 75. So they played the good teams close. The Illinois game made no sense to me. Illinois was not that great from what I yeah. have, have seen. Um, and you lose to them by eight. It's like, okay, you get some fouls. It probably was like a, four or five point game when he started fouling but that means the game's over by that point really like you can't leave it till then and it's just kind of frustrating because this is the one nebraska basketball team that has a chance to do something in the ncaa tournament because the men's team's not going to get there and it's just like okay well what do you like i don't know what else they need to do they need to fix turnovers but they don't have whatever spark that like last year's team had they were a nine seed and i feel like this team they returned so much talent that we were expecting so much from them. I don't know if they're expecting a lot from themselves, and they kind of got hung up on that, and that's why they're not playing to their potential. Is that just was too much pressure? I I don't know. But um, do you have any thoughts on that, Grandpa? What do you think's messing with them? Well, they lost. Well, they they thought they were going to lose Sam Hybe for the season because of a, I think it was an ankle injury, and then they found or a knee injury. Then they found out the the, the injury wasn't that bad, so they got her. Then they lost uh, Widener, uh, who was a great player for them. So it's like if they'd had both players all year long, yeah, you know, they I think they'd be in a different situation. But injuries are just part of the game. You just hate to lose kids, but that's just that just happens. Every every team goes through that, so it's not just exclusive to Nebraska. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I, I mean, it seems like it's exclusive to Nebraska this year, just Nebraska basketball in general. You get so many injuries between the two teams. But yeah, it's it, it, we'll see what happens. I think they're as a right now, from what I checked the bracketology last, um, I think that they, Nebraska was a 12 seed in a play in game against USC or something like that. I forget specifically the team, but um, they're definitely on that fringe. And if they keep turning the ball over and keep losing to teams they're supposed to lose to, 
Um, they're going to have a hard time getting into the tournament and have, not having to have an extra game being played. So we'll see. We'll see. It'll come down to, to March, and that's coming up. Real, I mean, the regular season's almost done. Yeah. Um, you, they, don't, they don't have too many weeks left, so we'll have to see, you, we'll, we'll have to see what happens. But You want to talk about Husker softball? I can't yeah, believe definitely. It. Last week we were talking about Husker baseball starting on the 17th, and of course that's coming up this Friday. And yes. Then the the softball team is already oh, season's already underway. It's, it's yeah, it's, yeah. We uh, we should have talked about this a little bit last uh, last week too. Um, and Nebraska start out hot. They're four and one already. They open the season on Friday, so uh, the 10th, February 10th. So uh, previous Friday, now um, Billy Andrews. Is I believe their new coach because didn't the old coach resign or something? I forget. This was oh, from the summer, but no, no. Billy Andrews is a player. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I need to do a little bit more research on Nebraska softball. Um, but yes, uh, Billy Andrews had a great start uh, in the two wins. She homered uh, in her leadoff position to help Nebraska beat Houston seven nothing, and then uh, they beat Lamar seven nothing as well. Uh, they're four and one, um, and as I said, two wins over Lamar, one over Houston, and then they won against Virginia this morning. Um, and they only lost once to South Dakota State, uh, yeah, 1-0. So, yeah. yeah, that's kind of weird. But um, uh, And it's got, I mean, we are going to run into baseball season because it's kind of weird to think, but it's February, and I'm sure Nebraska's scheduling all these away tournaments so they get out of the Lincoln and Nebraska snowstorms that yeah. happen yeah. so frequently. And... Uh, going to Hawaii and all that stuff. I know we were talking, they play Texas and M Corpus Christi a lot. They like to do that. That's a big place where teams go for baseball um, and for just tournaments in general. But um, yeah, we'll have to see. We'll definitely be keeping up with them. We got four sports underway now uh, to keep track of records and players and everything. So yeah. And I, clearly I have to do a little bit more on my research on the softball team, uh, but they did get a new coach. Am I correct in saying that? Cause no. the old one retired. No. Ronda, okay. No, Rhonda Ravel has been there for 31 seasons. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I didn't know if she had said something about retiring or something like that. I no. forget who that was, but anyway, okay, good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know that she's been there for a long time, had a bunch of success with Nebraska softball. Uh, we'll see how they do if they are able to get into the women's college world series this year. They were close last year. Uh, not, not really close. They made it, they made it into regionals and then lost to Oklahoma state and Oklahoma state ended up going pretty far in the, uh, uh, women's cultural series, so it didn't look too bad, but still. Um, yet, uh, Garrett McGuire had his press conference recently. Uh, I watched some of this. I know you watched this as well. Um, what were your initial thoughts on a 24-year-old wide receiver coach having his first press conference? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it sounds crazy. He's the youngest football assistant in Power 5 uh, schools. At, at yeah. age 24. I mean, yeah. if you get any younger than that, you're going to be in grade school, you know. So, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think, uh, you know, Matt Rule uh, says that we'll be lucky to keep him for two or three years, that he's that sharp, he's that great of a coach, and that somebody else is going to come up and snatch him for who knows, maybe a head coaching job somewhere, I don't know. But he, uh, you know, he he – I don't know. He checks all the boxes. He just says, yes, sir. And no, sir. And, you know, very polite, very nice kid. Uh, and he's a, he's a kid. He's barely older than you will. Yeah. That's yeah. He's six years he's, older than me almost, but. And then how much is he making? 28, 
uh, sorry, two hundred eighty-five thousand a year. Could, could uh, you, I could not imagine. I could not imagine what what is going on. Um, but that is that is really great for him. And just watching his, he exudes confidence. Like he he just was so comfortable up there. It was mind boggling to me that at twenty four, this kid is so is mature enough where he is standing up in front of the Nebraska media, which is to be fair, college football media people usually are pretty critical especially when it comes to nebraska football you and i are pretty critical uh when it comes to this kind of stuff and he was just ready to answer all their questions without a thought joking around with them smiling uh he just looked comfortable he looked like he belonged which is something i don't think i would have ever said about a 24 year old assistant coach but yeah. uh he deserves a lot of respect uh and i, I as i was watching this i was like oh i just i kind of want to meet this guy uh, just because he looks like such a, he's just a nice, it feels weird to call him a kid, but he's older than I am, but to you, he's a kid. Uh, I feel like anyone under 40 to you is a kid, but, uh, <laughs> but that is exactly right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I was like, I, I imagine that he's a joy to be around and this wide receivers room is going to have a boost in morale and definitely it's, it, I wonder if it's going to, uh, develop a sense of closeness or something like that, just because he's around their same age. So he kind of understands the kind of the mannerisms and all the terminology and that kind of stuff. I wonder if that will help uh, kind of bring that wide receiver room closer together and bring them closer to Garrett McGuire and the coaching staff because they're all around the same age and he's kind of that connection. Um, and I mean, Rule's a genius when it comes to coaching stuff and choosing coaches and that kind of stuff. So we've already seen that when it comes to recruiting. And I assume that this Garrett McGuire thing, he. To have rules say, yeah, as a 24-year-old, you deserve to be making almost $300,000 a year and be at a Big Ten Division One school as an assistant coach, as my assistant coach, that's the ticket. That's all I need for someone to say, yeah, this kid's going to be good. Um, I, I respect Rule for what he's done, and that is – I mean, I respect all his beliefs and that kind of stuff and uh, what he – believes in for this Nebraska program and, and his uh, expertise when it comes to coaching and coaching staff and players and uh, personalities and that kind of stuff. He, he knows what he's doing. So um, I'll, I'll trust him with this. We'll see how the wide receiver room pans out. But this was just very impressive to me that Garrett McGuire was that comfortable and that confident in his first press conference as a Nebraska um, assistant coach as, as a 24-year-old. And he, he came with – well, he, he was a backup quarterback at Baylor when Matt Rule was a head coach. And then when Matt went to Carolina, uh, Garrett was a, I think in, in the pros is probably equivalent of a grad assistant there. You know, I mean, it's pretty low yeah. down the totem pole. And I'm sure this is a huge advancement in terms of uh, uh, just getting paid, just, you know. But the, the experience he got, I don't know how many, how many kids, and he had to be younger than that. I think it was 2021 when he got the job with the uh, – with the Panthers, but yeah, you have to be pretty, or somebody has to believe in you a lot to to get a gig like that. Now I'm sure Matt Rule knew him from Baylor, of course, and but that tells you something about Matt Rule. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we'll see how this all pans out, uh, but uh, we will. Yeah. Anyhow, yes. that's all I had to say on that. I just have this this trivia question that today's Sunday. We're doing this on Super Bowl Sunday. Um, February 12th. And what does this day mean for Husker football fans? 
Honestly, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I I don't know what it has to do. I don't even know what sport it has to do with. I couldn't give you a, even a guess. <laughs> it, yeah, Husker football fans. So it has to do with football. Oh, Husker football. Uh, yeah. I. We, we Zach, can talk about it later, but just let the people think about that. Um, okay. Then we we've had our on our itinerary or our schedule uh, for a couple of times. Uh, I think we were going to do a pre a really early preseason preview of the 23 season because there's so many things that we don't know exactly kind of fun to look at the schedule and we'll give you a, a quick overview nothing in detail there there things that are like injuries and transfers because there's still going to be a wave of transfers in and yes. out of this program as they, as they are of, of probably every most every other football program yeah so there's a lot of things we don't know and as we get closer to August and and closer to the season, I think we'll be able to, you know, give a, a better uh, uh, idea of what what, what twenty three is going to look like. But just just for now, just what we know now, based on now, um, let's just go over the the schedule. And um, you want to start it off, Will? Yes, I will start off our pre pre preview of the twenty twenty three Husker football season. Uh, so we start out. We, we're playing in week zero again, August thirty first against Minnesota at Minnesota. Minnesota's record last year nine and four. We played them last year. Probably should have won the game. Honestly, we lost twenty to thirteen. We didn't play super great. And this was coming off of uh, the Rutgers and um, Indiana games, I believe. I could be wrong about that. Um, I am trying to think in my head, but I don't. I that I think it was maybe it was off of Illinois. I forget. Anyway, uh, I just remember we should have won this game. Um, it was in the middle of November. No, no, not November. Uh, maybe beginning of November uh, when we played them last year. But I mean, I as we said, we're not going to go too in depth. But that's kind of just the overview on that guy. Um, are you getting a win or a loss or what do you think? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> we have so many unknowns that this is gonna be uh, this is gonna be a train wreck. If we look back at this uh, in, in in August, um I don't know. you have Tanner Morgan leaving uh, with Minnesota. You have their best receiver leaving as well, as well as some of their good offensive linemen, uh, just to the draft and graduation. So uh, I think I mean if I had to give this right now, I'd give the yeah. advantage to Nebraska. Um, but it'd be slight. I'd probably say Nebraska has a 53% chance to win this game. Um, but again, there's so much uncertainty. Um, and then next get, or actually, what would you, if you had to give a percentage, win percentage for Nebraska in this one, or anything you want to say about this game? I, I think based on what we know now, I, I would, if I had you know, put a gun to my head, I, I think this is probably, it could, I mean, it's a toss up. I, I guess I did. I would feel comfortable doing that, but I think Nebraska can win the game uh, again. It's so early, but uh, it's either a toss up or a maybe 60, 40 uh, win for Nebraska. Uh, that's, yeah. that's what I feel. Yeah. And it's nice to get this. Con it, it, I like that Nebraska has been doing this conference game right at the beginning of the year. Um, it just cause it kind of is like, okay, it's a wake up call of sorts. It hasn't worked for the past couple years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, who knows right. if that's Scott Frost fault or whatever. Uh, anyway, this is going to be a nice way of, for fans and, and us to just see how real is this rule business? Um, how, how, how real is this going to be? What's the season going to be like right. when you right. haven't played a Minnesota team? That's not going to be bad. Northwestern was bad. And if Scott Frost yeah. still managed to lose to them. So yeah. we knew what the right. season, we knew, we knew what last season was right. going to be like uh, when right. we got that. And so 
Now, also, it's nice you play Minnesota at the beginning of the year because now you don't have to play them at Minnesota in November, where it's probably going to be miserable and snowing. So it's nice to play them in August, where it's going to be nice and probably cooler than uh, any maybe somewhere else you'd play. But that's just nice time to play them. Uh, and then next game after that, we are we're off for a week. We don't play in week one. Um, so, well, actually. Trying to think. Yeah, I don't. Oh well, we'll maybe we do. We yes, you're right. Yeah, we play at Colorado. I was trying to. The dates just weren't lining up in my head. But are you going um, to go to that game by any chance? I was thinking about it. The tickets are super expensive because oh. Deion Sanders is the new Colorado coach. Yeah, I was yeah. looking at him a few weeks, like last week. It's like the lowest, the cheapest ones are like two hundred fifty bucks. Okay, I so. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. so I don't know. We have some neighbors that that go to CU, so we'll see if we maybe I can get their student tickets or something like that, but we'll see. Um, I would really like to go to that game and just see that. But, uh, yeah, and then after Colorado, uh, well, Colorado is a to- complete toss-up. That is the definition of a toss-up because we both have new coaching staffs. No one knows what to expect from either of these schools. Colorado was terrible last year, but Deion Sanders is a very productive coach. Uh, and then the next week we play Northern Illinois, who was 3-9 yep. and nine last year. We've yep. played them in non- some non-conference games before. Uh, they've been okay uh, at best in the MAC. They've, they, they had a run where they were better in 2015-2016. They had a lot of wins. Uh, and then after Northern Illinois, we play Louisiana Tech. Both these games should be decently easy wins for Nebraska by at this point in the season after playing Minnesota and a revamped Colorado. Yeah. Um, we play Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech also 3-9 and nine last year. Uh, they haven't created a lot of noise in Conference USA since around 2016-2017 as well. Um, and so that should be another easy win. The interesting game... The interesting games start uh, on the 30th of September against Michigan. Last year, 13-1, Jim Harbaugh staying on as the head coach. Ernest Hausman is now at Michigan. He's coming to Lincoln. This game is in Lincoln. Um, So they've got the home support. We played at Ann Arbor last year, lost 34-3 in the rain. Uh, And not a great game, but not terrible for considering how good Michigan was and stopping their run attack for the most part, holding them to 34 points. And this game could be interesting. I, I would give the a big advantage to Michigan, but I, I feel like there's a chance by after the first four games of the year, we could see, okay, maybe Nebraska can hang in with these guys, but we'll see. Uh, and then next week after that, we play at Illinois, who's 8-5 and five last year. We lost to them 26-9 to nine last year. We were kind of in the game, and then they pulled away towards the end. They lose Chase Brown and their best defensive cornerback, his brother Sidney Brown, to the NFL draft. Uh, Tommy DeVito is going to be gone. That team is going to look very different. I haven't looked transfers or anything there, but that game could be interesting as well. Um, those two, that Michigan Illinois game, those those two, the Michigan game is probably going to be a Michigan win. If I'm just going to say that right yeah. now, just with what yeah. they return uh, in JJ McCarthy and some and Donovan Edwards and all those guys that we saw kind of explode towards the end of the year. Um, this Illinois game is way more interesting to me. Um, it's it's going to be something that is uh, going to be determined by how Nebraska's playing in that Michigan game in those first four games. And then after that Illinois game, we have a bye week. And then Northwestern comes to Nebraska in o- October 21st. Uh, last year, 31-28 loss. No Scott Frost to order an onside kick this year. I'm going to give Nebraska an advantage. Northwestern's only win last year was against Nebraska. Funny how that works. Uh, probably should have been 0-12, but they're going to be terrible again. Um, and 
I, Nebraska should win that game this year. Um, I'm, I have more confidence in saying that this year. And then the 28th of October, Nebraska plays, uh, or Purdue comes to Nebraska. Uh, Purdue is going to return a bit. I don't know how much. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, I believe, is yeah, gone. gone. Yep. Um, so they're going to have to replace him, which is going to be a hard spot to fill. Nebraska only lost by six last year and kind of had a chance to win it and just couldn't convert a first down. So I'm going to give Nebraska an advantage there as well. Um, just because Purdue's losing more than Nebraska is, and the game was close last year with Purdue's uh, team that went to the Big Ten um, championship game. And after that, we got at Michigan State. I don't I don't know about that game, honestly. We haven't played Michigan State in a few years. Um, it seems like we played really well against Michigan State for some reason. We've upset them a few times when they've been ranked. Um, they were one of our only wins in that COVID year. Um, and or I forget if we played them in the COVID year. Anyway, um, they, we've, we've had some pretty crazy innings against them, so that game can be good. Um, if you remember the Cooper Riley touchdown uh, against, I believe, number 13 Michigan State at the time to win that game when Mike Riley was coaching. Um, and... It, Within the in the dying seconds of that game from Tanner Lee, um, but that 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 game could be interesting as well. I I don't know. I, that one's I'm just gonna say a straight toss up. Uh, we play Maryland for the first time in recent memory for me uh, in on the 11th of November. Uh, a night game too. A night game. Yeah. Yeah, and Maryland's coming to Nebraska. Maryland was decent last year. Um, I forget what year Tulia Togavailoa is. I think he was a senior but I don't remember. So if he's coming back, that changes things. Um, if he's not and he's graduated, Maryland is probably going to be far worse. This year, Mike Loxley's done a bit at Michigan to to help their uh, prestige there. So we'll see how that goes. And then we, got, we end with two interesting games. We end with the same two teams we did last year. We play at Wisconsin, who has Luke Fickle as their new head coach. And Nebraska only lost by one last year, but I can promise you this team at Wisconsin is going to be better next year. They bring back Graham Mertz, um, and we'll, that game will be interesting. Nebraska, or sorry, Wisconsin still had a winning record last year. And then we have to defend the Heroes Trophy at home against Iowa. Um, high note of the season, definitely. We play them on, the, on Black Friday, the 24th of November. That's that's basic rundown. That Wisconsin game, I'm going to give Wisconsin an edge. I'm giving Nebraska the edge in the Iowa game because their, Iowa's yeah. offense has been so terrible, and they can't recruit at a high level because their offense is terrible. So they can recruit defensively at a high level, but Nebraska scored 24, and I think this team's going to be better than last year's team. But, yeah, uh, I know that was kind of fast. We were running out of time a little bit, so I wanted to get yeah. through everything. But uh, what are your general thoughts on this? Anything you want to – anything stuck well, out to you? Again, all we can do is base our, our opinions on what we know at this point. And we'll know more coming out of the spring, obviously spring season and the spring game. Find out who leaves in May, because I think there's a 15-day window there. Uh, yes, yeah. That, uh, so there are going to be some more changes. Anybody who doesn't think that, I think, is missing it. But uh, so I don't know. I'm I'm optimistic. I'm I'm excited. And then my trivia question was, uh, what does this date, Sunday, uh, February 12th, mean to you and me and the rest of Husker football fans? That means 
the start of the Husker football season is 200 days away from today. <laughs> All right. 200, <laughs> but who's counting? You know? No, I don't know. We're going to try to make it go as fast as possible on this podcast. I can tell you that every single week. Uh, we're going to try to make it a little bit more fun, get some news, whatever's coming in. As he said, Jordan Westerkamp coming on next week. We are Super, super excited for that. Make sure to send in all your questions you have that you would like to ask him. If you guys have any, um, send those in to huskerdan at cox.net or hbthpodcast at gmail.com. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everyone that loves Jordan Westerkamp. Tell them to listen next week. That's going to be a great episode. We had a blast with him last time. It's going to be another great episode with him, great interview. Um, we thank you guys for supporting us by listening every single week, downloading. It means a lot uh, to Grandpa and I, and we we just hope you guys keep listening. We're, we're glad that we're able to provide something for you that's entertaining, and uh, we know we're not saying everything right, and that I don't that I've been uh, misinformed as it when it comes to Nebraska softball because I thought a player was a coach. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, anything you got before we leave, Grandpa? No, but you know we—you're uh, only 17, so you know it's just you know just it'll it'll come. It'll, it'll come. <laughs> I'm I'm considerably older than you, and I still mess up. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, um, thank no, you guys. I, I'm, I'm okay, excited to, to talk with uh, Jordan, and uh, really excited, obviously, for the season to get underway. Let's go, go! Big yeah, go. 200 days, and uh, what a great way to kick it off with a Jordan Westerkamp interview. So we will talk to you guys next week, and as always, go Big Red. <laughs>